Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Hashtag Morris Mondays. We're coming to you in a different format, social distancing, of course. Um, we're both here at Carter, me and Pastor Morris. Um, this is part two of our interview from last week. So I'm introducing the Reverend Dr. James T. Morris, pastor of the historic Card Tabernacle CME Church in Orlando, Florida, and the presiding elder of the Central Florida District. Good afternoon, Jarrell. How are you? I'm doing good. Great. Good to be with you. Let's get started. So in your sermon yesterday, uh, which was titled Joy and Pain, the Crucible of Life, which you can listen to on our Facebook page and YouTube page right now, um, you talked about a question. You talked about um, how does the child of God get to the place where he or she can rejoice without suffering? Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So can you talk a little bit more about why you chose that message for that particular Sunday and go more in depth on that question? Uh, that message came to me because of the uh, continued uh, pain and struggle and suffering um, that uh, God's people are enduring. Um, this uh, COVID-19 virus, um, particularly here in Florida, um, where we are becoming like an epicenter, um, the number of cases that are uh, evolving, um, the number of positive cases that we are learning about, uh, lets us know that there's still much pain uh, to be endured. Um, also, the um, passing of um, uh, Lady uh, Deborah Henson, First Lady of the Isom Memorial CME Church in Ocala, Florida. Uh, she is the spouse of the Reverend Duane uh, Hanson, who is the pastor of that congregation. Um, when I heard, when he called me um, the other morning um, and the pain that I heard in his voice, um, I knew that the news was not good, uh, and he told me that Deborah had passed. And so, Terrell, that reminded me that there's still so much pain um, that people are enduring right now. Mm -hmm. um, and how do we as Christians respond uh, to uh, this type of pain? What do we say? What does the church say? People want to know. What, how is the church responding um, to the pain and the struggles and the suffering and the tribulation uh, that's uh, devastating our nation right now? Do we practice what we preach? Do we practice what we sing about? Um, is our worship still adoration? Um, and so the thing was to remind uh, the members of Carter and remind those who are watching us on social media that Christian uh, living is about having to endure suffering like our Savior, mm -hmm. Christ Jesus, endured. And to remind us that that's something we're called to. Sadly, sadly, uh, people have been sold a false bill of goods that if you join the church, everything will be all right. That if you become a Christian, 
you're exempt from trials and tribulations and suffering. Nothing could be further from the case, from the truth. Um, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trials and tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And so uh, that's what I wanted to say to the congregation this morning, that victory uh, can still be ours even in the midst of our tribulation. Thank you for that. Um, can you go more in depth on that question? Um, the next question is, why is there evil and suffering? Well, there's evil and suffering because of the fall of humanity after the fall in the Garden of Eden, um, after uh, we, humanity, took for granted uh, God's uh, love um, and God's creative genius. Um, he told um, uh, Adam, do not eat from the tree of life, uh, the tree of good and evil. Do not eat from that. Um, and what did, what did man do? What did he do? He ate from that tree. Um, and so the perfection that God had, the, the, the Eden lifestyle um, that Adam and Eve enjoyed was taken away from them because uh, they did not do what God required of them. Um, and so that's why we are enduring and going through uh, what we're going through. It's because of the fall of humanity, not necessarily because of anything that you did or I did uh, particularly, but because it's, it's a fact of reality of life that uh, we're going to have to endure these things. The next question is, do you feel that prayer should be used only in emergencies or do you feel that it should be a way of everyday life? What is your stance on that? Scripture tells us that men ought always to pray, to pray without ceasing. Uh, prayer is our conduit uh, between earth and heaven. It's the Archimedes lever, the fulcrum pulley. Um, when we pray, um, things happen. God responds. That's our means of communicating with God. So no, it should never just be because we're in trouble. It should be constant. We should be instant in prayer, in season and out. Um, each of us must develop a prayer life and not a prayer life that says we go to God whenever we want something, whenever we need something or whenever we're in trouble. We should also go to God to thank God for life, health, strength. Uh, or the reasonable portion, as my grandmother used to say, I thank him for life, health, and strength and the reasonable portion thereof. I didn't understand what she was saying, but now as I've gotten older, I understand. I thank him for the reasonable portion of health and strength that, uh, that I have. Um, I, I thank him uh, when I get into my vehicle and, and, and drive away and then get to my place of destination. I thank him. So I don't just pray, him, pray to him when I'm hungry, when I'm uh, in trouble, when I'm sick, when I need something, I give him praise and thank him even when I got a hamburger. Uh, because uh, if, it, if it had not been for him, I would not be able to enjoy that hamburger. So I thank him all the time. And we ought to always be in an attitude of thanks and praise. That's why uh, the psalmist said this morning, this yesterday, said in our service, I will extol the Lord. I, I will bless the Lord. I will uh, sing praises to him because of the wonderful things he has done for us. Yes. Um, do you ever think God ever changes his mind about things? Well, scripture tells us that um, 
um, God uh, does have the capacity to change his mind. Um, remember, um, the king was uh, told he was going to die, and he asked that God would change the pronouncement. And God gave him, what, seven more years? Mm -hmm. uh, God does uh, repent of the evil that he had planned and changes his mind. Um, and I'm grateful for that. We ought to all be grateful that um, he is sympathetic to our situation. He understands that we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And as such, um, our uh, repentance, our having hearts of that are sorrowful, um, it, 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 it activates God's love toward us. We say in our ritual, um, every first Sunday, ye that do truly and earnestly repent of your sins and are in love and charity with your neighbors, intend to lead a new life from God, following the commandments of God, walking henceforth in the way, draw near with faith. We do that because we intend to do better. Um, and, and God responds to that intent. Um, I always pray before um, I drift off to sleep at night. Um, uh, if, if you grant me another day, Lord, help me to be better tomorrow than I was today. Uh, and so, yes, Terrell, I think it is important that we um, have a God whose mind or will or intent uh, can be changed based upon how we respond to him. I mean, if that were not the case, the scriptures would be a lie uh, because uh, scripture tells us um, that um, um, if we pray, okay, mm -hmm. um, turn from our wicked ways, then will he hear from heaven and heal the land. If my people, that's the passage, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear and heal the land. Um, and so uh, the fact that God will respond to the way we uh, respond to his goodness and his love lets me know mm -hmm. um, that God uh, will change his mind. Another part of our uh, ritual um, that's found in the uh, general confession um, where it says we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness which we from time to time most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed against thy divine majesty provoking most justly his wrath and indignation against us. We what? We do earnestly so repent and are heartily sorry for these are misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us. And then we say, have mercy upon us. Mm -hmm. Most merciful Father, for thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, what? Forgive us of all that is past. Grant that we may hereafter serve and please thee in the newness of life. To the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. So that says to me, that says to the child of God, that says to the Methodist, uh, that, that God's mind can be changed. And that prayer is how that happens. It's the conduit that begins 
the change. Yes. Now, speaking of responding, um, the tagline for the show is heaven is watching how we respond. Why is that? Uh, well, that's, well, that's that, that part of the ritual. Uh, we do earnestly repent mm -hmm. and are heartily sorry. When you earnestly repent and you are heartily sorry, God sees in us a heart that he wants out of us. And that is uh, that we are going to change. Mm -hmm. um, and when we change, uh, then from my window, uh, we activate the goodness and the mercies and the, the grace that God intends for us. Mm -hmm. And he says, here, he, he, he hands it out to us um, because he sees that we are serious about uh, changing mm -hmm. what we've been doing. Now, what do you... What is your greatest moment you feel in teaching God's word to his people? Well, there's so many, Terrell, and they all are predicated upon the response either to my preaching or my teaching. And someone has that epiphany moment mm -hmm. uh, when they realize from the word of God that they too can make a change. They too can turn around. Um, one thing I often say is on the road of life, God provides U-turns. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and that's a wonderful thing. I mean, you, you, you drive down the highway sometimes now and you see signs that say, no U-turn permitted, mm -hmm. uh, emergency vehicles only. A service vehicles only can use that turnaround lane between the two roads. Uh, that's not so with God. God allows for U-turns. Uh, he allows for us to change our lives, change our direction, change our focus, less from the world to more on him. And that's one of the, the, the greatest things that, 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 that I, I get from sharing with people whose lives have been a mess, uh, people who are doing things that they know they shouldn't do, uh, people who are involved in situations and circumstances that they know they shouldn't be in, but they hear that God can forgive, God will forgive, God still loves, even in the midst of their situation, that all they have to do is make a U-turn, is turn from it. Um, and um, that, that's when I, when I get the greatest joy, because that means that I've, the word of God through me, me being the vessel, has changed someone's life, changed their outlook, changed their focus. Um, I'd have to say that's the greatest. What is your biggest life accomplishment? Mm, wow, biggest. Being blessed to raise three young boys and see them develop into manhood. Um, that has been my greatest joy. 
um, each of them now in one way or another is by and large self-sufficient without barring any emergency or catastrophic situation. Um, they take care of themselves. Uh, I don't get um, text messages or calls on a weekly or even monthly basis. Poppy, I'm in trouble. Poppy, I'm in jail. Poppy, uh, can you send me some money? Um, and that's, that's, I think, is my greatest accomplishment. Uh, even our um, oldest son, uh, Damien, is paralyzed uh, from the chest down. Um, so, of course, that means he's in a wheelchair. Um, but he is, in his own way, fending for himself, um, making a way. Um, I'm grateful for that. Our middle son um, started a family. Um, he's got a got a home, um, working. I got a son. Made me a made me a grandpapa. Uh, my, my wife made her a grandmama. Uh, we 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 have our first grandbaby. Um, that's a joy. Um, and then our baby boy is uh, performing, doing what he likes best. Has two bands of his own, they travel uh, and sing and perform throughout the country. Uh, right now it's a little slow down because of the uh, coronavirus situation, but um, he's, he's making his own way. So that's my highest joy, the three of them. Yes. <laughs> if your life could be a song, what would it be? I won't complain. I won't complain. I've had some good days. I've had some weary days. Had some hills to, find, to climb. Sometimes I have asked the question, why so much pain? But, but when I look around and I think things over, all of my good days outweigh my bad days. So I won't complain. In the Bible, whose story do you relate to the most and why? I think I relate most to Job. Um, as a matter of fact, the story of Job, only a few people know, uh, was my first sermon, was on Job. Um, and I think it's because Job endured, like most of us, he endured so much. He endured the joys of life, but then came the pain, which is what I preached about a little bit on, on yesterday, um, that all of us uh, have to endure uh, sunshine and rain. Um, and so Job, I, I, I gravitate toward Job um, because even after he lost everything he had, his, his children, his, his livestock, his cattle, his home, even his wife. Um, he still praised God and still believed that God would vindicate him. God did. Um, and that's my faith. No matter what comes, if I remain faithful, 
If I do what I'm supposed to do, God will vindicate me. I hang my hat on that. I've had some, some difficult times. Whenever you are the pastor of a congregation, you, you endure some difficulties. Um, there's struggles that come. There are things that you do that folks don't appreciate, don't like, don't understand. The times when you do the right thing, you do the, do good things, and what happens? Satan it gets on your trail. Um, that's what he got permission from with Job. Um, one day he came into the council of God, and God said, "Where you been?" And he said, "Oh, I've been to and fro seeking whom I could devour." And God said, "Well, have you have you considered Job?" And the devil's response was, well, you got him so so hedged in, so fenced in, I can't touch him. I can't get to him. And uh, the Lord said, okay, well, 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 I give you permission. That's, that's, that's the key. That's what I wanted to get to. Satan cannot do anything to you or me or any of you watching or listening except God give the permission and God gives the permission because he knows you can win and so that's why I gravitate toward the book of Job because I know that whatever happens to me uh, and not all of my pain not all of my struggle is from the consequence of anything I've done there's some things that God allows to happen. And I think God allows them to happen because he's waiting on me to trust in him and to get the victory from trusting and believing in him. This interview was so riveting that there's more. The final part continues next week on Hashtag Morris Mondays. Hear more of Pastor Morris's raw thoughts in this Q&A. Join us next week. Thank you for watching. And remember, heaven is watching how we respond. Submit your questions today to Pastor Morris at ctcmeav at gmail.com or leave them below in the comments right here on our Facebook page. Pastor Morris is ready to answer your questions. See them featured in the next episode. You can now listen to Hashtag Morris Mondays in a podcast format available at anchor.fm slash Morris Mondays and right now on Spotify anytime, anywhere, any place. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Morris Mondays. There you can get more information on hashtag Morris Mondays, submit your questions, and listen and see exclusives from Morris Mondays.